Hey everybody, this is DeFi Alpha. Um, just uh, really appreciate you guys jumping on. We're going to give it a few minutes for other folks to join and then we'll get into it. Thank you. So just a reminder to anyone who just joined, um, we're going to probably start closer to 105 um, Eastern time, so about three minutes from now, just to give other folks a chance to hop on. Alrighty, this is uh, this is DeFi Alpha, and we've got um, gotten some folks who have uh, who are hopping on now. So let's uh, let's go ahead and kick it off. I um, really appreciate all of you for joining, and yeah, there's a lot to catch up on. So so really excited to just uh, share with all of you what we've been working on at Umami. Cover you know the past week in terms of you know some pretty exciting um new developments and then um open it up to questions from you guys because this is that's that's why we do this we just want to make sure that um everyone has a chance to communicate with the team and and get any uh, outstanding questions they have addressed by us so you know i'm just going to start off by hitting on a few high points and then we can open it up more widely um i think the biggest event of this week um as you guys, I think for the most part know is that we launched the Marinate V2 product. Um, Marinate is now live and, you know, that's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. We have been, you know, doing a lot to, to change this project for, for the better in some really exciting new ways over the past um, several weeks, a um, couple months actually at this point. And, you know, I think one of the, the foundations of the new v2 umami strategy is um this this new marinate product um and, and for those of you who don't know um what marinate allows um our community to do is that they can they can stake their umami um for, for a short one month time lock um no longer than that and during that time they become eligible to start accumulating rewards paid out in wrapped eth and and what's really exciting and different about marinate v2 is that you know unlike you know so many um, you know, high yielding DeFi projects where the, the, the award, the rewards are being paid out in, you know, the project's native token, which, you know, comes with, you know, very high emissions and doesn't necessarily produce, you know, any, any lasting value for, for stakers. Um, you know, the, these, these rewards are actually being paid from, you know, yield generated by our protocol and liquidity, our project's treasury assets. And then half of that is um, set aside for our stakers, our marinators. Um, we swap the the tokens we collect as rewards for wrapped ETH and, and pay that out, you know, very regularly. And we've already, in fact, um, shipped out a few uh, a few initial payments of wrapped ETH to people who are already marinating. And there's going to be, you know, quite a bit more where where that comes from, where that came from. So, you know, very excited about that, um, and happy to sort of address, you know, any questions that that folks have about sort of the mechanics or the tokenomics of marinate, as well as just the process of marinating. Um, I think as most of you know, we kept the, we kept the number of people who can marinate capped um, so that we could guarantee sort of extra, extra juiced up high yields for the first month for those who do marinate and really make sure that, you know, the people who benefited from that are members of our community our OGs, people who've been with us since C2O, or just people who've joined more recently, but been, you know, very, very involved in, in the project and followed our Discord. We made sure that all those people were able to get in first. And, you know, I think they, most of the vast majority have and are now enjoying the uh, sort of extra boosted rewards for the first month. So, you know, we're happy about that. And don't worry if you have not had a chance to get in, um, we will be opening up, um, marinate again on a couple occasions um, this month. And then at the end of the month, we're going to, you know, revert to sort of our long-term plan, which is to just have marinate available as an option for all holders. So everyone will have a chance to marinate um, very soon. Um, so besides, you know, that, that sort of big, exciting product launch, which we think is going to be kind of the, the foundational form of utility for Umami, we've really been working on shipping a lot of other cool stuff that, you know, we're very excited about. Um, as those, those of you who have been following us know that last week we announced a partnership with Layer 2 DAO, um, a new and, and pretty cool project uh, on Arbitrum. Um, we were launching a platform for providing, um, for, for 
for helping projects migrate liquidity to Uniswap V3 on Arbitrum, which is, you know, it's it's a really great option for really any project, but particularly smaller projects that are trying to scale liquidity. And then Layer 2 DAO was our first partner to uh, just choose to work with us through that platform to get an LP built for themselves on Uniswap V3. Um, and this week we officially built and deployed that LP. So you can now trade in and out of L2 DAO um, on Uniswap V3 through the ETH L2 DAO pool created by Umami. So we're really excited about that and, you know, more, more to do with, with layer two DAO for sure. And, you know, we, we really uh, are excited to keep working with them. Um, and today for, for those of you who, um, saw our announcement on either Twitter or discord, we announced another really cool, um, and, an exciting, uh, partnership with tracer DAO who, you know, I think a lot of you are familiar with They are uh, Arbitrum native project, really innovative, um, DeFi infrastructure for building, you know, derivatives that can essentially track any asset price. And there's a lot that we plan to do with them. Um, I'm not going to get too into it on this call because we are going to have um, our next Arbitrum Insider uh, podcast with them on Tuesday. So we're going to do the Arbitrum Insider podcasts every two weeks, and they are our upcoming guests. And we'll really get into what Tracer is all about, as well as the the partnership that we've uh, we've announced with them. So that's another um, pretty pretty cool and exciting development. And the last thing that I just want to quickly flag is, you know, for those of you who are also Arby's holders or are you know aware of or interested in the Arby's token, I just want to reiterate that we are really our team is is really investing in um, moving Arby's forward and, and growing that project um, in tandem with Umami Finance. We announced two weeks ago now um, that Arby's and Umami are going to be, you know, really integrating um, in terms of sort of the the user experience and also their strategy. So Arby's is going to be um, using its auto compounders to help um, attract capital and generate yield for LPs um, that in many cases, not all, but in many cases, will be LPs that Umami is building and deploying itself um, through its through its new Uniswap V3 platform or for its partners in, in other in other areas of the Arbitrum ecosystem. So we're, we're really excited about that. Watch Arby's closely. We're going to have um, a new user interface for Arby's. We're going to have a number of live and active um, active farms um, that people can use the auto compounders for on the Arby's platform. And, and remember, for those of you who are just Umami holders, that this is very bullish for Umami as well, because the the art the fees generated from the auto compounders are going to all be um, in part. Part will go to the RB stakers as always, and the other part will go to the treasury and then pay out Umami marinators. So that's just another exciting um, new opportunity for Umami that's going to generate even higher returns for um, our holders. You know, particularly those who are using our marinade product. So those are kind of the key updates and. You know, I just want to flag that right now um, it's a pretty, pretty exciting time, and there's a lot that is going on um, with Umami. As as you're seeing, I mean, we're working very hard. Full time team members, um, some of us, including myself, have left our trad jobs, and we're really going all in into building this project up. We think that we really believe that it is bizarre and, and kind of irrational that we are trading below our treasury value per umami you can go on our dashboard and see that every umami token um, has a claim on 19 dollars worth of treasury assets and that shows up in the dividends that um you know marinators received and the payouts um, given to marinators because those treasury assets are generating yield and half that yield is going to you know those who are marinating so there's a very clear link in the value um, between the value of the treasury and all the, the fees and yield we're generating to the treasury and the value of an umami token and that link is marinate and those who marinate are going to be experiencing right now because of the depressed price of umami very very high um, effectively a dividend yield right the the value of the payouts that marinators get um, is going to be very high relative to the price of umami so you know that's something that we expect to change um, to an extent 
soon. We think that as the word gets out about you know what umami's doing and the um, value of the marinade um, product and, and the ETH the ETH payments that people are getting you know multiple times a month by marinating, um, we think that we're going to see that price start moving up you know much closer to or or higher than the treasury value per umami figure that nineteen dollar figure. But right now, umami's you know seven to eight dollars, and you know as I think we hopefully made clear with you know how we handled the marinade offering. We really do want our long term holders and um, you know our OGs and just really involved community members to be the first to take advantage of and benefit from everything going on here at umami. So <clears throat> I just want to kind of make sure that I alert you guys to you know what what our value proposition is, you know, the amount of upside that is embedded in Umami right now and, you know, what is effectively an arbitrage between Umami's current price and where it should be trading as a floor, which is that $19 um, treasury value per Umami figure. And, you know, I think, again, people will be taking advantage of that um, in the near future. We're going to probably see a lot of capital come in. We're in active talks with some large investors who are very excited about umami and who will uh, likely be moving, you know, deploying some more capital to that, to this project very soon. But, you know, for those of you who are in the community who follow these calls, we really value you and um, just want to let you know that, you know, this, this is a pretty, pretty major inflection point and, you know, for really happy for those who've gotten into marinade already and definitely invite others who, you know, are listening, maybe haven't bought much umami or are thinking about doubling down that, you know, this is probably, a, a good time to do it because I think there's going to be a lot of upwards momentum for the project going forward. So with that, um, I'm going to open it up to questions. We have a lot of you know key community members here that I'm just going to flag um, and you can direct your questions at them as well. So Winston Wolf, he's um, a longtime OG, um, now also very involved in our team, helping us with marketing and he can answer for you guys any questions about um, the Marinate V2 launch, our strategy for getting attention to the Umami project. And he'll also, just to let you know, he will be reaching out to many of you just directly one-on-one to set up, you know, calls with himself and with me um, just to get to know you guys a little bit better and and talk more about the project. Um, So why don't I actually go ahead and let him share a little bit of that and then we'll open it up fully to questions. Hey, DeFi. Fire away. Uh, sorry, I cut out there. Uh, hey, DeFi, thanks so much for the uh, intro and, you know, great job highlighting all the exciting stuff that's happening in our community. Um, you know, before talking a bit about the product, I just want to share uh, some of, you know, where I'm coming from. And some of this uh, might be redundant to anyone who's been on the past calls. But, you know, I was an investor with C2O back in the day, um, high price. Uh, then bad price. Um, then there was the rebrand, and <clears throat> I was an investor again in January in Umami. Um, you know, higher price than now, right? Um, and recently made another investment, and the reason is because you know I think that this team that we have is so exceptional, and that now we finally have a value proposition to the market that is really compelling. Um, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. It really is win, 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 right? It's a win for uh, marinators. It's a win for the project, and it's a win for our partners on the liquidity on the Arbitrum network. And so, you know, with this simplified structure, um, you know, feel really good about what we're doing as it relates to the marinate product. Um, you know, how I see it is that there's a real need for a reliable fixed income like investment product in the space that allows people to have um, directional exposure to exciting projects on the arbitrage network without having to deploy you know, super sophisticated complex hedging strategies and you know fortunately because of our scale and our size and you know, this is something that you've touched on before DeFi you know, we're able to get access to these projects and put on enough size and really build these bespoke investment products and, par- and, and um, partnerships 
that help us get yield that the average consumer can't get. And so, you know, when it comes to the marinade product, um, you know, how I think about it is that we should make it as easy as possible for people to, you know, they have USDC or they have Ethereum and they want a certain type of return each month within a certain you know, spectrum of assumptions or possibilities, we should make it really easy for them to make that decision to know, you know, within reason, like what they can expect to get. And then, you know, with the rest of their time or the rest of their money, they can go degen uh, as responsibly as or as irresponsibly as they want. Right. Um, and, you know, if we can do that at a very base layer, uh, there's a variety of really interesting things that we can do um, for those consumers, um, you know, taking that capital and putting it to work on the network. Um, but, you know, we really want to be this entry point into the Arbitrum network, and we really want to be this reliable, um, you know, fixed income like product. And, um, you know, really, we are here to serve our marinators, our consumers. Um, you know, we are trying to build for you all. And, um, you know, every step of the way, we will be uh, communicative to you and you know, as transparent as we can be. And, um, not to say that everything we want or do is going to go really smoothly, right? It's the nature of experiments. Um, but we will be, you know, upfront when things are not going, uh, you know, as, as intended. And we welcome a ton of feedback. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm really excited to to see how we can, you know, take this product to the moon because we've got a great treasure. We've got a great treasury. We've got a great team and we have a, a great market. So, um, you know, I'll be reaching out to the folks. Uh, you know, in our community to set up some chats with myself and DeFi one-on-one um, -on -one or group. We really want to, you know, invest in getting to know you all and and really hear what you want to see in uh, in our product suite. So, and feel free to reach out to me, you know, individually, right? Like my doors are open. Awesome. Thank you, Winston. I, I appreciate you uh, sharing that. And I think you highlighted some very critical points about Umami's value proposition that, you know, hopefully we're going to, have a chance to really communicate to our community as well as just sort of the broader um, the broader marketplace over the next few weeks. Um, so let's let's hop into questions and I'll also just like we have um, Stephen T, uh, the Neo Tokyo Cat is his Twitter um, handle and he's the fellow who is in charge of our very cool and, and fast growing Uniswap V3 uh, platform. So building those uh, LPs and then managing them for our partners. So he's also available for any questions on, on that topic. Um, and then Winston and I are here as well. So with that, um, let's turn it over to questions. I guess while we're waiting, um, Stephen, is there anything since you're up there with us that you want to highlight? And, you know, anyone who's listening, feel free to, to raise your hand or chime in with questions. But um, Stephen, is there anything you want to highlight in the meantime? Yeah, if there's any questions, I'd be happy to answer that. But um, so far, um, we're just we're ready to structure, um, you know, the, the upcoming Arby's pool. Um, and as well as the L2 DAO pool is, is structured pretty well. If you want to check that out um, on Uniswap, um, we structured it in such a way that uh, we were able to increase the supply of the token so that um, more buyers can come and buy their tokens and also um, increase the amount of Ethereum as support. So basically just able to um, make the, the price trading more stable for that token so um and, and then as well if you look at the um yuami token right now if you look at it priced in ethereum versus uh looking at the um price versus the us dollar uh you'll see that we're at pretty good support uh for the token so um just mostly upside um for the um for the tokens that we're dealing with right now so i'm really looking forward to all that Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, you've just done really, really great work, um, you know, creating really from scratch this, uh, this platform and already, you know, getting a great partnership out of it and doing some really exciting stuff with our LP. Yeah. Um, and I just so want to, see a lot of, sorry, I just want to yeah. throw this out too for the community. I, I know um, community is definitely an integral part of this um, project. And if anybody sees any projects, whether they're on um, mainnet or if they are on Arbitrum, mm -hmm. And you feel like maybe they could use our services as far as um, liquidity providing or uh, marketing or anything like that. Just reach out to us and let us know. 
because um, that's another thing that we're actively doing right now is um, looking for other projects that could could use our help. Awesome. Yes, uh, fully, fully agree with that. Um, I see quite a few familiar faces here. I know some of you guys got questions. I see some, you know, partners or just uh, friends in the ecosystem as well. Um, so anyone who wants to chime in, please chime in. Oh, here we go. Um, so actually, we, we have a quick. Oh, all right. Hey, Josh, let me pull him up. This is Josh, our friend from uh, Tracer. What's what's up, man? Good to see you. How are you? We are good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, super excited. Wow. Like uh, Arbitrum, things are happening and collabs are, are happening. Like it's a it's a good day today. It really is. I know. And it's folks like uh, you and and Umami and I see L2 DAO is here as well. Where it's what's nice about a small growing ecosystem is that you know we really feel like we can kind of be in the driver's seat of making stuff happen. You know, it's very exciting. That's that's for sure. We you want to kind of talk through how we got it all started? Um, actually, why don't why don't you take the lead? Sure. I think it'll be nice just to hear your voice instead of mine um, on this. So yeah, please share. Yeah. So I remember entering the Umami Discord and just loving the vibes of the community. Uh, you guys are super sick. One of our uh, developers uh, and core team members, Coda, is like a huge community member and fan. And uh, so, anyways, it just started as uh you know trying to make things happen on arbitrum and it's turned into uh you know you guys putting uh you know hedging out some core positions in in our pools which is great we're glad that's kind of why we created tracer was to hedge and manage risk so we're glad that you're getting use out of that um the potential for standing up some umami settled markets or umami collateralized markets which will add some great utility uh, and what that will give umami holders if anyone remembers in 2015 2016 back in the day when ethereum or bitcoin used to run people would sell their altcoin bags um, back in that time and so we want to make sure that uh, umami holders have the ability to get exposure to you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum and other markets without having to ever leave the umami ecosystem. And, and it's settled in umami. So they they stack more umami. And so we're really excited about that. I think that is super cool. Um, and then I, you know, kind of set up umami with our our leadership to to chat. And uh, we might be working with you guys on on our own tracer treasury and, and market making stuff. So um, there's a lot really there. That's exciting. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the the room for collaboration is just phenomenal. I think, you know, we spoke, it was yesterday, right? And I think we were imagining we were just going to have, you know, a quick, um, you know, 20, 30 minute follow up just to kind of hammer out, you know, the details that we'd already worked through around the initial partnership and instead, you know, three other, you know, potentially, you know, as cool or even cooler collaboration ideas came out of it. And yeah, you mentioned, you know, maybe a, the, the Uniswap um, LP um, as, as one, you know, possibility, but, you know, so many different ideas just from that one conversation. It just really, I just love how, you know, we can take these, you know, projects like Tracer and, and Umami that have this, you know, shared ethos in terms of being very community oriented, you know, being Arbitrum native and, and very much part of the ecosystem, but such different products. And that just leads to, you know, the sum of the parts being, you know, even greater because of, you know, the very different, um, types of you know value propositions that, that both bring to the table so it's very very cool and yeah very excited to uh chat with you guys you know even more about it on on tuesday and you know give give even more details to the community but you know a little little bit of alpha for everyone here today just from this this back and forth yeah absolutely and i'll give you guys a shout out you you have one of the most uh, sophisticated uh treasury strategies that i've ever seen so uh, kudos to you guys. Well, thank you. But, you know, I should say that um, a lot of that is enabled by by Tracer, right? I mean, we are, I don't know if we're the largest, but we're certainly, you know, major um, holders of the 3S ETH um, USD uh, Tracer pool tokens. And, you know, that's, for those who don't know, we, we keep a, a close to Delta neutral treasury so that, you know, instead of you know, buying into Umami and having to worry about movements of the market, it's really zeroing investors in on just that focused exposure to the growth of the Arbitrum ecosystem with, you know, the down potential downside um, from, you know, a 
downturn in ETH or BTC, just the general crypto market being very much hedged out of our portfolio. But we're able to do that because Tracer's created this incredible infrastructure where we can have, you know, effectively a 3x leveraged short position on ETH, you know, not tying up too much of our capital um, because of that leverage, but no risk of liquidation. So we can just, you know, be a long term holder and just keep rolling, rolling back into that position month over month. So, I mean, that's just one example of um, what Tracer is bringing to the table for, you know, projects and then also, of course, for individuals, too. DeFi, I'm, I'm wondering if you can uh, unpack that a bit more for our audience, the, you know, Delta neutral approach and how that translates uh, into our yields um, specifically for marinators, right? So, you know, if you're marinating, you'll still get those ETH rewards, mm-hmm. which is great, but you won't have the full exposure as if, you know, if you're holding right. it all in ETH, right? Why is that a bet? Why might that be a better move for some people than just holding it in ETH? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's certainly a better move than just holding ETH, but sort of even more broadly than that, I think, you know, one thing I, I can speak to this just from my own experience is when I was first getting involved in DeFi, I had this general sense that, you know, there are some macro trends here that I really want exposure to as an investor. I'd be crazy just to be, you know, sitting this out and keeping all my assets in sort of a portfolio of equities and bonds while crypto takes off. But then as I tried to get in to the ecosystem, um, I felt like, OK, so I either hold these core assets like ETH and BTC and Sure. I mean, those they should generally, you know, rise over time. I could try and build sort of a portfolio of a few just core blue chip cryptos, but that doesn't give me what I'm really looking for. I, I, you know, one of the biggest macro trends I think that we are seeing and are going to continue to see is this shift from, you know, mainnet TVL and, and, you know, general activity being on Ethereum mainnet to the L2s as, as well as some of the alt L1s, but, you know, particularly the L2s. And, Arbitrum is, you know, one of the more active, more exciting, um, you know, more established L2 networks, but it's still very much at an inflection point where it's taking off and, you know, they don't have a native token. So that's not, you know, an option for getting exposure. And even then I, I would want exposure to projects, but very difficult for, you know, regular investor markets moving all over the place. What is the right entry point? What is the right you know, way to bet on a particular project? Which one should I choose? And I think that that, you know, experience, just being an investor, my head spinning with all the different things I need to consider to make these plays on these, you know, obvious and important uh, macro themes in, in crypto. That's what made me think that Umami could really add a lot of value by having a structured portfolio that takes out all the guesswork and a lot of the risk. You know, there's no, um, you know, hedging out market risk. Delta neutral portfolio. So BTC can tank, Ethereum can tank. We know that they move all over the place, but our portfolio will outperform and remain relatively stable. And then the way that we unlock value from that growth of the Arbitrum ecosystem instead of, you know, some sort of highly volatile um, bet is through yield. And so, you know, as we continue to do what we're doing with Tracer, what we did with L2DAO, um, building these, you know, collaborative partnerships on the ecosystem and deploying that treasury capital and then capturing some of that outperformance and growth of the ecosystem, you know, through those capital deployments, we take that and we hand it right back to our investors through the marinate product, through these wrapped ETH dividends, right? And the ideal, and I think we're building it, I mean, I think we have it and we're just going to keep doubling down is you buy Umami, you feel confident that, you know, the underlying price which, you know, should be tied to treasury value per Umami, that's going to stay stable because we have that delta neutral hedged treasury. And then you just ride the upside, you know, month after month with uh, the growing stream of dividends tied to uh, the growth of the ecosystem and all the, all the cool stuff we're doing on it. So, you know, I'm really excited about it. I think it's, I think it's unique. Um, I think there's tons of value that can be unlocked and tons of cool things for a community that we can build on top of it and for, um, you know, our partners that we can add on more and more products to, you know, meet more and more needs as the ecosystem takes off. So that's, that would be sort of how I would describe it. And yeah, I mean, really excited about it and, you know, totally made possible by, you know, great, great 
and really exciting ecosystem projects like Tracer and L2 and all the others that we're sort of actively working with right now. And when I, I you know, and I, I love this. I was thinking this yesterday. I was chatting with someone about uh, kind of the ecosystem. And I'm like, why is it that in DeFi you get great yields and uh, potential opportunities? And yes, there's the risk of volatility of the underlying assets. But I often come back to this thing of like these protocols and and products are like hyper capital efficient like if you think about in the traditional financial system you have a company or a bank or some financial entity that has you know marketing that has a uh, physical real estate overhead that has it overhead that has um you know bank branches that has huge uh, human capital overheads and they're just not able to hand down and their business model is actually fundamentally not aligned with their customers as in that they want to make profits from um you know essentially their customers putting money in i just think that system competing against then you look in the crypto DeFi world you have literally financial products that are just hyper efficient with pretty small teams relative to the amount of assets that they manage and i just think Man, it's it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, that that story play out uh, and the competition of you know, uh, investment returns, um, you know, and it, it would be great if the DeFi space were to see some regulations that, you know, make sense for the industry and allow it to grow and, and encourage consumer protection, all that stuff. Um, I definitely am pro regulation from that standpoint, but it it's awesome to see that DeFi products are hyper capital efficient. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that that, you know, has been a huge driver of, of why the returns can be as, as high as they are. Um, and I mean, I think the only thought that I would add there is, you know, I, I think that now that the infrastructure is there, right? I mean, you know, so many great projects have built the core infrastructure of, of DeFi and then iterated on it, you know, in, in a million ways. It's really just um, the next inflection point, and I think it's going to happen this year, is really going to be about onboarding new people, right? And that's going to be a question of, you know, having, you know, like Tracer's building or like Umami's building, you know, options, um, user-friendly options for hedging out risk, you know, because not everyone wants to take that degen approach. Some do, but some are going to just want something a little more um, measured and even in its in its growth trajectory. And then also having, you know, really friendly um, user experience that can, you know, engage people and um, attract a broad audience. And then, of course, just have, you know, the easiest possible system for onboarding, um, onboarding new capital. Um, one thing that Umami's doing, we're working with a really cool team called uh, Banksa. Um, this is a little more alpha. I mean, we're going to announce this quite soon. Um, but Banksa has these this tool where you can onboard fiat to uh, crypto directly to an L2. So you can just go from, you know, fiat, um, you know, through their, through their app um, right into ETH on Arbitrum. And so, you know, we're going to build that tool into our user interface. I'm sure, you know, others will do the same on Arbitrum. And it's just going to be a great way to pull you know, more people into the ecosystem. And, you know, now we have this really robust Arbitrum ecosystem that is, you know, um, really user-friendly and, and open to a lot of different types of investors. So I think it's going to be a very exciting inflection point. Yeah, and we're seeing the exchanges support Arbitrum L2 withdrawals as well. Uh, Binance and FTX both yeah. have uh, allowed Arbitrum L2 withdrawals. And, like, to me, that's high. Like, that's the biggest signal uh, is... You know, if you can pull out your ETH right onto Arbitrum or your USDC straight onto Arbitrum, that's that's fuel. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Um, so no, that's all awesome. And I believe believe our friends Layer Two DAO had you guys requested to chat. We'd love to um, we'd love to talk to you if, if you're uh, still. I'm chatting with them available. today. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I was I, I that's great. No, I was I was also calling out there, to them right now on on the call just to see if they wanted to to chime in on anything oh, yeah. um, as well. Um, but that's okay. I, maybe, maybe they can't speak at the moment, but, um, oh, here we go. Hey, so this is uh, layer two Dow there. We announced a partnership with them last week. How are you doing guys great? How are you guys? We are Man, good. Man, some great yeah. alpha um, being dropped out here today. I, <laughs> I was just 
spamming it out in our in our Discord community, trying to get people nice. to hop on. You know, one of the exciting things Love about it. you know our world that we're growing here is is how fast things can move and how cool it can be and and um, and how we're solving problems that we don't even know exist yet. I just, uh, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm looking forward to talking a little bit more with Josh here in, you know, the next half an hour about our, our future uh, ability lab. Okay. And, you know, just a big shout out to Steven for getting the um, uh, Uniswap V3 uh, LP pool up and running. Uh, I know the community's excited about it. It's It's just you know that slow incremental growth that that uh, turns into that parabolic return um, when you when you start making moves in the right direction that gets people excited. I mean, we're in an attention level type of economy where if it's not flashy, you know, it's not really nobody's seeing what's going on because it's the new shiny off in the corner. Uh, but what what Amami has created here and, and with its ecosystem is is really cool because there's a lot going on behind the scenes. If you think about an iceberg, you know, 90% below the water level, uh, there's a lot of great stuff happening here. And I just want to commend you guys for all the hard work you're doing. Awesome. No, thank you so much. And yeah, no, likewise, same to you. I mean, it's been great working with you and, um, you know, already a ton of different ideas just, you know, in our talks. And now I know you're talking to Tracer too, so I'm excited to see what comes of that, but I think, uh, I think there's going to be a lot that all of us can do together, um, you know, in the very near term. So very excited. Um, I, I see a lot of questions in the AMA questions in chat. Um, and actually just going to flag Winston, Josh, um, and Steven, cause I think all these might fall into your arenas. You might want to pop into that channel in, in our discord, but, um, you know, some of them are, are pretty, pretty straightforward, but good for us to hit on. So, you know, what's the breakdown of distribution of investments the Treasury makes? Um, what percentage goes to the Treasury and what percentage to marinators? Um, Intrepid jumped right on that, and he's exactly right. 50% goes to marinators, so that's the payout to marinators. So that's 50% of the revenue to our Treasury from all of our deployments goes to marinators. The other half is reinvested in the Treasury. That makes the pie bigger for everyone. So that, you know, the next month, um, the dividends, um, the payouts to marinators can be even bigger. Um, and, you know, it seems like there was some confusion. Actually, I should clarify this. Um, that 50% figure, that's permanent. So that's not, you know, we did cap the number of marinators. That was to guarantee even higher returns because it's a smaller number of people, um, you know, receiving payouts from that 50% of treasury revenue. Um, you know, sort of fewer slices of the same sized pie, if you will, but it's always going to be 50%. Um, so there's really a very clear um, baseline marinator payout um, that people can kind of lock in for the long term. And you can easily calculate it just by looking at, you know, look at our treasury APR. Half of that is going to be the regular payout to marinators. And, um, you know, there's only so many umami in circulation, only about 290,000 right now so that's the limit on how many people can marinate and as you guys know we are uh very disciplined um we don't do emissions um for any reason unless we're raising you know capital that we can put to good use for our holders so um that circulating supply is a very stable figure um so with that let me let me just hand it back to i i see okay josh yeah good so josh do you want to answer there was one question about tracer and umami um it was about an AMA that referenced ERC 4626 um, and what the implications of that could be for DeFi as well as if there could be something between Umami and Tracer. With that, do you want to elaborate on that, Josh? Yeah, I think this one is referring to an AMA that we did with Bay Protocol uh, recently. And I'm actually, you know, I'm not probably the best person to answer the implications for the 4626 uh, standard uh yeah so I, i'm gonna leave that one i gotta dig into that one a bit more and i was actually not on that ama because i was also in the hospital recently so um yeah okay cool i'll get um, back to you on that one Kappa tease so i'll get back to you on that one yeah and maybe that's something you know we can talk about um during our our podcast on on tuesday because we'll be getting much more into depth about everything um, does anyone here who's on the voice chat have any questions? Um, does anyone want to come up and share? 
we should give it a few minutes. We have a lot of questions on the on the Discord. But I want to give the folks who are listening in here on Twitter spaces a chance if they want to ask anything. I think um, one recent uh, thing that was interesting was, you know, if Umami is in the tracer contracts on the Umami, uh, within the Umami app, would it still earn yield? And actually, one of the community members slash our own core team kind of riffed on the idea that uh, this kind of would be possible. So I think Keep, yeah, shout out Keep. Uh, he was talking about using WM Umami uh, where dividends are automatically harvested and used to purchase marinate more mommy, increasing the associated index. Uh, so yeah, I think there might be a workaround where if let's say you're in a uh, long ETH position uh, on in within the Umami app, using Umami as a collateral there, uh, you would still be able to get some of the staked rewards, I believe, is what what we're trying to question i think there's a lot of different ways to structure it um i think a scenario that i would maybe consider ideal and we've toyed with this would be if there's some way to effectively you know leave your umami marinating but then borrow non-marinated umami so just regular umami against that so then you're continuing to accumulate the marinating rewards then you can take that borrowed umami and deposit it into the tracer pool um, and then get the tracer rewards as well and the only reason I lean towards that is because, you know, I think that these tracer pools are going to attract some very long-term um, collateral within them, umami collateral, that's just going to support the pool. And I, I don't know if it makes sense to divert um, dividend rewards, you know, into the pool itself. Um, if, you know, given that I think that that could just detract from the returns for the people who are marinating without necessarily benefiting the people who are in the pool since the pool's performance is still going to be a function of, you know, the performance of the underlying assets they're tracking. Um, so we will work through it, but, you know, our key goals here are always going to be, you know, flexibility and utility around umami. Um, it's going to be health and liquidity and just sort of general performance and appeal of the tracer pools that we build. Um, and, you know, also we're always going to be very mindful to never dilute um, our umami marinators in any way so we tend to structure everything we do um, to be mindful of making sure that you know it's the marinators who get the the claims on those dividends so those are sort of the high level thoughts on that yeah and i think there are two different very they're very two different use cases of where you would use uh, obviously marinating versus like some sort of hedge slash long strategy or speculative strategy but um and you know probably yeah you would use it for more like swing trades and then you want to get marinating again with your new uh new kind of returns or whatnot but uh there's bigger brains than me that will that will figure out that optimal solution and but yeah great question yeah definitely a very very good question it's awesome having community members who are just this this engaged and this sort of well well read and um knowledgeable about the projects it's very very cool um I might, I see Intrepid is here. He's been a really um, great uh, community member for Umami, very smart guy and a lot of interesting insights. And he's done some analysis um, on behalf of the team. Intrepid, just want to see if there's anything you wanted to share or ask, because um, I know that you've been, you know, really spending time looking into how we work and sort of the, the math of our strategy. So just wanted to reach out. Hey there. Are you able to hear me? I am. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, just, I know we chatted a little bit ahead of this call and you said you had some interesting, um, thoughts you wanted to share. So I just wanted to see what was on your mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, I can definitely speak a little bit about, uh, the bonding process for Umami and that's a lot of the work that I was sort of doing, uh, for the team and for the project. And so I guess just a little bit about me. Um, I was an investor in the project since, uh, the zero to own days and saw some losses, you know, and then sort of forgot about the project for a little bit. Um, and then once I saw the pivot to Umami V2 and with the idea of distributing ETH to marinators, I started doing some more analysis. 
Um, and I, I realized just from like a treasury standpoint, how undervalued the protocol was um, just based on how much ETH was being paid out and also the price at which the token was trading relative to its fair value. Um, and so that kind of got me reinterested back in the project. And then I started speaking with the team and uh, my initial thesis of asset undervaluations sort of shifted to that plus undervaluation of what the team can do because um, like from everything that I've seen and from everybody that I've spoke to, like it really seems as if the team knows what they're doing, has uh, a great long-term plan. And it just got me a lot, it like very, very excited about the project. And so um, for those that are in the Discord, I was talking about the bonding process a little while back. I don't know if anybody remembers. And then I had some questions about it because, so for those of you who don't know, um, Umami V2, is moving um, towards a bonding process in order to raise the capital for the treasury. And um, the idea of bonding sort of has like negative connotations after, you know, all the ohm forks sort of rose in November and December, and then they all promptly kind of shit the bed right after. Um, and so I had some questions about how the bonding was going to work. Sure. Sorry? Yeah, sure. Fire away. Oh, oh, I, um, I was just going to say that, um, like, I had some questions for the team and then they got answered. So I was um, just going to speak a little bit about uh, what I found from the bonding process, if you want, if that's OK. Yeah, I would love to hear. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so just basically, so just taking a step back, um, for those of you who don't know, so what bonding is, is that it will be selling non-umami tokens to the treasury so this would be for instance eth in exchange for newly minted umami right and so the reason why people would um instead of purchasing the umami tokens on on a dex why they would do a bond instead is because a bond is always at a discount to market price now because this creates incentives to perpetually uh do the bonding rather than purchase on a DEX, there's kind of two issues with the bonding that I uh, was speaking about in the Discord a while back. And the first one, which is relatively easy to solve, is a reflexive spiral. And a lot of the ohm forks, unfortunately, didn't manage to solve the idea of a reflexive spiral. But really, it can be solved by um, just having a cap on the amount of bonding, um, having a fixed uh, rate for the discount, and also by doing a time lock for the tokens that are bonded. So that's not really an issue. But the bigger issue that most people have when they're talking about bonding is the dilution of the original holders of the token. And what this means is that because the, to because the newly issued tokens are being sold at a discount, um, nominally, the people that hold Umami tokens will have a little bit less of a share of the treasury value after these new tokens are issued for the bonds. Now that can usually be an issue and that's and that was a huge issue with the ohm forks. However, what really got me excited about Umami and what the team is doing to essentially serve as a counter to that, which I thought was very, very smart, is half the treasury APR is redirected back into the treasury. Right, so half of it is um, half of it is distributed to the marinated stakers, and then half of it is distributed back to the treasury. And so, what this half that is distributed back to the treasury does is it effectively reduces any impact of dilution over the medium to long term. And so, I was working with the team to sort of uh, make some models about this and just see. Uh, what would be the impacts of if the team wanted to raise about $20 million over the next year in order to fund the treasury and in order to fund investments that the, that the treasury can make. And um, basically, long story short, is that if these parameters are properly managed, you can act like the team and Umami can raise a bunch of capital without impacting the treasury value per umami token for the initial holders of umami tokens 
So that means that a lot of capital can be raised without there being any or very minimal dilutive impacts on initial token holders. Um, in fact, even in some scenarios, um, even with, let's say, $20 million in capital raised, depending on how it's raised, when it's raised, the initial token holders can actually get some accretion to their um, treasury value, which means that they will actually end up in a better place long term. And I assume that, you know, when the bonding will be released, uh, like the team will make all these models available to the community. But that's just something that I kind of wanted to flag for everybody, which, you know, really, really makes me excited about the project is that, you know, the way that Umami works is by distributing APR back to the Umami stakers. But to do this, the treasury needs funds and it needs value. And the idea that the treasury can raise a lot more value without actually hurting any of the current holders is huge. And that's why it got mm -hmm. me really, really excited about the project. So that's, yeah. that's it for me. Sorry about that rant. No, no. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important. And, you know, we'd love to have you kind of highlight those points um, in the future as we gear up to launch bonding. And I, I just want to thank you, Intrepid, because, you know, our conversations, you know, I think helped just kind of reaffirm, you know, our confidence as a, as a team in the strategy that we're pursuing. And, you know, you've helped um, share some pretty detailed Excel documents, um, you know, that we kind of cross-reference with our own thinking and, and really um, makes... I think all of, you know, hopefully you and you know, certainly us feel very good about this strategy. So um, with that, you know, I, I, we're at our hour, so I'm going to I'm going to wrap up. But I just just want to thank everyone um, who's stuck with us for this call. Um, and just remember, you know, this is things are going to be moving very, very fast with Umami. Um, you know, I think you've gotten a good taste of what we're doing and our core value proposition today. Um, and we're just going to keep iterating on it and doubling down. Lots of people um, just full time, you know going all out on this. Um, right now we are trading at a crazy discount. Um, I think we're in the seven to $8 range and our, our net asset value, um, for an umami token is $19. So, um, just, I do want to encourage people to, to take a look at that. And, you know, we, we really, um, just value every, you know, everyone in this community has stuck with us for a long time. And I think we're going to see some very, very exciting things happen, um, soon. So, you know, there, Pay attention to our Discord. Get involved with Marinate. Um, next, you know, next time it opens up for deposits, we'll be sure to let you know. Um, now is a great time if you're looking to double down on Umami to get in on it because I think we are going to see it really um, take off very soon. And yeah, just thank you for the time, and we'll be in touch um, next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>